we can stick with the idea of James Cass's dichotomy of strength versus power a little bit longer. We can get a lot of mileage out of this idea really. So just to very slightly redefine what we were saying about strength earlier, we can say that strength is where we have the capacity to take stuff on that's hard to take on. In other words, it's where we have the capacity to see difficult stuff and not straight away deny it or try to rationalise it or blame it on someone else or do some kind of trickery. So the thing about seeing something difficult or having an awareness that is difficult is that we don't want to have that awareness, that we don't want to see that particular truth which is so very obvious, I hardly need to say it, but there it is, it's, that is the root of everything. We don't like difficult stuff, and so what happens automatically is that we put up resistance. We resist taking on board whatever it is that you have to take on board, because if there's something there, we have to take it on board before we can go forward. Now, I, I say we have to take it on board, but we don't have to, because we can try some sort of trick or dodge or gimmick so we don't have to, so we don't have to take it on board basically. So this is where power comes in. So we can say that strength is where we don't have to control what's going on because we have the capacity to see what's going on without being too frightened to allow ourselves to see it. And so then, in this case, power is where we can change things. Now, in fact, we can't change what's happened but we can interpret in a different way, we can blame someone else, we can refuse to see it, we can displace what's going on, the pain of what's going on somewhere else. Or we can, another possibility, is that we can say, I can fix it. Now, when we believe that we can fix something, we straight away feel better. So it doesn't even matter if we can really fix it, but what we tend to do is we tend to be what, what everyone would call positive. We have a positive attitude. Now a positive attitude sounds great, but really it's kind of like um, putting rose-tinted glasses on and refusing to see that some problems can't be fixed, that some things can't just be made right so that we can forget about them again. And that's the most important thing is the capacity to be able to do this. If we don't have the capacity to take it straight, it's like taking it straight on the chin, it's like taking it undiluted, just taking it as it comes with no spin doctoring needed or no need to jump up and down or dance about or 
freak out in any way, but just to take it and just to notice in a quiet way. So if we don't have the capacity to do that, then we'll be clever in some way. We'll play some kind of avoidance game. And the result of playing an avoidance game is that we can't move on. So we're always, always stuck at that point. That point at which we engaged in avoidance. And that doesn't mean that we know we're engaging in avoidance because we could be doing some whole load of stuff that we think is very good, but it's still avoidance. But the moment we start avoiding is the moment we can't move on. Now this is a pretty important thing to realise because if we get stuck like this and move into some kind of avoidance, the chances are that we'll keep on doing this because if we've avoided one thing, the next thing that is difficult that comes along, we're also going to avoid that because there's uh, there's a habit in place, a reflex in place. It's like there's a groove being cut and I will go down that groove. So the more often I switch into avoidance mode, the more likely it is that I'm going to get pulled down that particular pathway the next time something difficult happens. So in effect what happens is that we never move on in our lives because at some point or other we've avoided what we needed to take on. We've refused to take on what we needed to take on. And we're free to do that. We're free to avoid. But when we do, we don't go anywhere. We've actually departed from reality. And so even though we might think we are progressing, we probably will at some point think we are progressing in our imaginations. We're not. We're standing there still. And we'll be in exactly the same spot until we finally square up with the problem, with the difficulty, whatever it is. And that doesn't mean fixing it. It just means seeing it. Fixing it, as I was saying just a minute ago, we fix in order to get rid of problems. In the psychological world, in the everyday world, if my lawnmower is broken, I fix it because I want to mow the lawn, because I want to have a lawnmower that works. If my car is broken, I take it to the garage to get fixed, because I want to have a car that works. So we could call that a legitimate avoidance, or legit, sorry, legitimate fixing. So we're avoiding the problem. It is avoidance, because we're avoiding the problem of having a broken car, but it is legitimate to do that. But when something happens in our lives, It's too painful for us and we don't want to take it on. That's illegitimate avoidance, purely because at some point or other we're going to have to take it on. And if I take the next 50 years avoiding it and then I come to the point where I just want to face the difficulty, just to, own, just to um, acknowledge that it's there and say, yeah, okay, which, which is what it means to take on something, just to acknowledge that it's there. I will find myself right back where I was when I start, first started going down the avoidance route. 
So the point of saying this is that we can live life on the basis of power, which means essentially that I'm going to stay in the same spot and I'm going to deflect everything that happens to me so it doesn't get a chance to shift me. In other words, I'm making myself, I'm hiding behind a wall, I'm making myself invulnerable to change. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm seeing change as a bad thing. I'm resisting change to the limit of my ability because I've identified change as an evil. Which is an example of the upside down thinking we have when we do go into avoidance, when we do go into denial. Because as soon as we go into avoidance, as soon as we go into denial, this actually means that we've flipped everything over in our heads and we're seeing change as the bad thing. We're actually seeing reality as the bad thing because that's what avoidance means. It means we're, reality is one direction and we're going the other direction. But this, this, this thing about finding, define, defining change as the evil, which has to be resisted at all costs, is back to front. It is upside down, because what the evil is, what the bad thing is, the suffering-producing situation, is me being stuck because of my unwillingness, because of my attitude of resistance, because of my unwillingness to take on what's, <clears throat> take on board what's happened. We all know that is the evil, really, because we'll sit there defending it and defending it and digging in and digging in and protecting ourselves and protecting ourselves and fixing every problem that comes along so it's no longer a problem, dealing with it in some way. But the whole time, this feeling of being stuck, this feeling of being too afraid to allow ourselves to be moved allow ourselves to be influenced by reality. And while it's not a good idea to allow ourselves to be manipulated by other people, controlled by other people, influenced in a manipulative way by other people, it's different to the reality. And it's different to the reality because reality doesn't have any agenda to control us or bully us. Reality is just reality. There's no agenda there. And the one mark of mental health is that we are not afraid to see what reality is. Mental health doesn't mean that we have to be happy and bubbly and laughing and laughing and um, coming across as if we're having a great time, having a meaningful life. Very often that's just a mask or face we present to the world, but what mental health means is the capacity to take on the truth, which also means the capacity to be changed. And what is really, what really feels so bad when we're stuck is the fact that we can't let ourselves change. So the longer it goes on, the, 
the more rotten it feels. And this really is a very, very deep down rotten feeling. There's no rotten feeling like the rotten feeling of being stuck. And that is where the use of power will bring us, the use of control will bring us. So we all think power is great, we all think controlling is great. But that's where it's going to bring us. It's going to bring us to that situation of being stuck.